Hello, my beautiful friend, and welcome to the Mind Body Alignment Podcast. I'm your host, Tessa Romero, and also your coach. I'm here to teach you powerful skills and tools to not only know who you are, but how to become exactly who you want to be with a mindset that finally supports you. I'm so grateful that you're here. Let's get started. Well, I just listened to that intro and I think it's time for an update. I think we are going to take some time and update that. (laughs) It's been a while. Um, So expect that coming to the podcast. If you're new here, um, if you're just now coming across my account on Instagram or the email list or the courses that I put out, the free workshop that I have, like any of this stuff, working on your mindset, let me just give you an update. Give me, give you some real talk on it before we dive into this episode about mom guilt and the recovery from it. So what I, the work that I'm doing here is to help you control your thoughts, control what you're thinking about your kids, give you new perspectives and enlightenment so that you can show up feeling the way you want to feel about your kids, about your spouse, about your life, about who you are, and then feel proud of your choices because thoughts create feelings and feelings lead to choices. So if we can start working on your thoughts, you are going to love the outcome so much more than if you're just trying to shame yourself and criticize yourself and have that negative self-talk trying to get you to change. Like all that negativity, all that self-hatred is not going to grow you into a version of you that you love. And we can do it in a really conscious and intentional way where you're controlling your perspective. And it's amazing how much goodness can come from that. And that's exactly leading into this episode because man, did I practice that um, a few days ago with my kids. So Marcus was out of town for a few days and I, knowing that, like he was going to be out of town, so I've got the three boys Um, and I, I just really wanted to like have a good time with them. Right. So the first night that my husband's gone, um, things went like a normal bedtime, whatever. And then the second night my husband was gone, it was quite possibly the hardest bedtime I've ever done as a mother. I mean, it just felt so challenging and so difficult and so hard and so taxing mentally, physically, emotionally, maybe even spiritually, (laughs) <laughs> in all of the areas that I left the room and I just wanted to cry. Like I just felt that and I did cry. And I got on my Instagram and I was talking about how like hard that bedtime felt. And I do think it's so valuable for me to be able to show up and share when I find something to be very difficult because mindset work isn't about thinking everything is easy. Mindset work is not about always feeling like you want to do these productive things and you want to be calm and you like, you don't always feel that way. Mindset work is empowering yourself through the circumstances that you're given. And sometimes those circumstances are really freaking hard. So here's, here's the full story of what had happened that evening. My kids and I had a pretty like average push and good day <laughs> together. Um, there were still like fights between them, Liam and Luke, I swear every day. Um, have pummeled each other to the ground. Like it's kind of intense. They're three and almost five years old. And um, I'm still learning how to navigate that. I'm also still learning how to navigate my three-year-old's big feelings. Like he has, he just feels everything really intensely. And I'm trying to figure out how do I best support him in those moments? Because when Liam, my five-year-old, went through that similar thing, I found that it always helped if I just got to my knees and offered him a hug, he would run to me and collapse into my arms every single time. And he's totally like a physical touch kid. Like he loves that physical touch. And anytime I've tried to do that with Luke, my three-year-old, it's been like disastrous. (laughs) 
Like he will just be like screaming, no, mom, stop doing that. He just gets so mad. So I'm like, okay, all kids are different. What's going to work for one may not work for the other. And I feel like I've just been trying to figure out what works for Lukey. And that's a big part of it. So anyway, Liam and Luke, yes, they still fought that day. We are navigating that. And it was just like a normal day for us. And anyway, we went through all of that. And that evening, um, I was kind of like feeling close to my end. I had I had felt that I had reached my capacity. My husband was out of town. So like, it's on me. <laughs> it's on me. I know it's on me. There's no tapping out. There's no calling in, you know, a lifeline. <laughs> like, hey, yeah, could you just come take over? I need to like step away for a minute. Um, and I think honestly, sometimes like, that's what makes it feel easier when your spouse is gone is that your mind knows it's not an option to just look over and see what your spouse is doing and say like, hey, can you step in? So your mind goes to this place of like understanding it's all on you and you're the adult and you're the one that's going to show up. So if you've ever felt like, oh, it's easier when my spouse is gone, that is my personal perspective on that is that your mind understands that it's just on you. And when your spouse is there, it's easier for our mind to go to this place of expectations. Remember the land of expectations where we're like, hey, you should be doing X, Y, Z. You hear what the kids are doing. Why aren't you stepping in? You see that I've been with them all day. Why aren't you taking over? Like your mind goes to that place. Whereas when they're not there, you just keep going because your mind understands that it's all on you. So anyway, there's that whole freaking thing. Um, so that evening I had felt, you know, I've kind of reached my capacity. It's almost bedtime. And I'm just trying to like see that light at the end of the tunnel and take care of myself in the process. So I had asked Liam and Luke, we had got dinner. Um, and I said like, okay, you guys sit down, eat dinner and I'm going to go take a shower. And they're like, well, can we eat on the front porch? And you know, it's like a 50, 50 shot of them eating on the front porch. If they're going to actually stay on the front porch, sometimes they do. And sometimes they don't. And when they don't, you know, we're learning. I love our neighborhood. I feel super safe and comfortable with it. So anyway, I was like, yeah, you guys can eat on the front porch. Um, and so I go take a shower. Drew's with me and Liam and Luke are eating dinner on the front porch. And then I get out of the shower and I go look on the front porch. And literally this is like a four minute deal. Like the fastest shower. I don't wash my hair <laughs> um, every shower. Like I just wash my face, wash my body, get out. Especially like Drew is sitting right outside the tub how much time is he really going to give me <laughs> before he's like, hey, what are you doing? You know, so I have really conditioned myself to take the fastest showers. And um, anyway, I knew my boys were out there. So put on my pajamas, I walk outside and they're not on the porch. They're actually all the way up the street playing with like a five, like five other kids. They're playing basketball. And I know that family too. And I was like, feeling a little bit disappointed because in my mind I was thinking, I told you to stay on the porch. So like it's the thoughts creating the feelings. I want you to really notice that. It's my thoughts of what my kids are doing that's creating my feelings of disappointment. It's not the fact that they're playing basketball. Like if I were to just think, oh, they're playing basketball, I wouldn't feel disappointed. I would actually feel very excited. Like, oh my gosh, they're socializing. They're making friends. They're so confident. They're out there shooting a freaking basketball. Like way to go, kiddo. Like I'm just looking at it as you're not doing the thing that I told you to do and that feels disappointing. Um, so anyway, I see them up the street and part of me just wanted to walk right up there and be like, uh, no, actually get back home. And then this other part of me is like, you know what? It's summer. I'm going to give them five more minutes. I'll just clean up the kitchen. They're fine. All is well. Marcus is gone. Like we've got this. So I go clean up the kitchen. I'm still with Drew 
And part of me still feels like frustrated um, that they didn't do the thing that I asked them to do. And it was just trying. Like it was a trying day for us. And like I said, I had kind of reached that capacity. So anyway, they um, come down the street and there's four little girls that live across the street from us. They love to play with them. And now they're like playing with them and still not eating their dinner. So at that point, I go outside. I was like, hey, bud, it's time to come back to the porch, eat your dinner. And um, Liam, <laughs> Liam said, okay, mom. So they come back and they start eating their little dinner that was on the porch swing. And I go back inside, finish cleaning up. And um, I wanted to have Drew to sleep. This is how I do bedtime if my husband's out of town. Since I have three boys, they have different routines. I put Drew to sleep first and then I put Liam and Luke to sleep. So at this point, Liam and Luke are eating on the front porch. I was like, okay, boys, I'm going to put Drew to sleep. I'll be right out. And like, our porch swing shares that window so like I can still hear everything and I feel good about that. I feel good about my choice. So I put Drew to sleep. He did so great, so awesome. Leave his room and um, that took like, I don't know, 10, just under 10 minutes probably for that whole process. Leave Drew's room and now Liam and Luke, again, are not eating their dinner. They're across the street, which I could hear them the whole time through the window. So I go out on our porch, Liam and Luke are across the street. And uh, I was like, Liam, I need you to come back now. And he says, no, I'm playing with my friends. <laughs> and I think, at, I, think, I think at that point I had reached the like overcapacity <laughs> where my mind was like, absolutely not. Like, absolutely not. You're not going to tell me no. And I was just like feeling so frustrated. And I stood on the porch just looking at him and for me like I know for some people it's really watching maybe their actions right and for some people it's watching what they say and for some people it's watching like their facial expressions their nonverbal communication and that's what I try to stay most aware of because I'm pretty good at filtering like what I say I actually think I'm really good at that um, it's just a nonverbal communication that is a subconscious thing. Like that look on your face is a subconscious thing. So anyway, Liam could see that I was not, not enthusiastic about what the attitude he was giving me. And then what felt frustrating was Luke was just following Liam, doing exactly what Liam was doing. And then they climbed into our neighbor's trailer, which is just like a flatbed trailer. So it's like open. And I really didn't like that they were doing that. And I didn't say a single word. And I was just standing there waiting for him to just make a good choice. And he wasn't. He was making his choice. He was doing what he wanted to do. And in that moment, I totally could have handled it so much better. Like I could have given him options. I could have um, asked him better questions. I could, I could have done so many things different. And I think like I totally did the best I could at that moment. And I'm not exactly proud of the way that I handled it. I just, I was doing the best I could, 100%. <laughs> so um, a few minutes go past. And at this point, I kind of feel like my blood's boiling. <laughs> and I felt so bad. And again, just standing in one spot, not focusing on my breathing, not focusing on including some movement to like move this energy around. I just stood in one spot staring at what my kids were doing. Um, I was not helping myself. Totally was not helping myself. I was just sitting in it. And letting it escalate itself. So ideally, I would have been really focusing on my breathing right there. Ideally, I would have been like swaying my body back and forth or like moving my arms around, trying to move this energy around. And I didn't do that. Um, I wasn't focusing on problem solving, honestly. I think I just got into this really like, you will respect me mentality. And 
um, that's just not effective. It's, it's not an effective place with my kids. It's very similar to the victim mentality where it's like, why are you doing this to me? Which they're not doing anything to me. They're just doing what they want to do. So yeah, we could say I was in my victim mentality at that point. Um, and I finally, after like three minutes of seeing Liam and Luke flat out do exactly what I asked him not to do, tell me no. Um, I walk over there and I say, you will get off of Bruce's trailer right now and you will walk back home. And I did it like really stern. And I just said, this is what you will do. And again, like that's just not effective with my kids. I don't know about you. It's just not effective with my kids. And I know that. I just wasn't staying conscious. Of, again, I wasn't helping myself. So I was adding, I was literally adding fuel to the fire at this point. <laughs> um, and I guess, I guess it's just a fire I wanted to let burn. Apparently, um, hindsight's twenty twenty, man. So, anyway, Liam and Luke. Liam's like, okay, and Luke's like, stop saying that, <laughs> giving me their little attitudes. Which again, like, I kind of set it up for them to respond that way, react that way. And um, it's late in the evening. My kids were basically falling asleep at six o'clock, and then uh, now it's like seven thirty. I know they feel so tired. And I finally get them back into our house and Liam, (laughs) Liam was sitting on our porch and I was walking behind him. And as I walked by, he like popped up and like smacked my leg and then walked inside. And I was just like, you know, I added fuel to his fire and he added fuel to mine. And then Luke was watching Liam and he walks by me and he like smacks my leg too. You know, how a little brother just like follows his big brother. And again, it was like, here's the gasoline just pouring down on my fire. And I was like, I have got to help myself now. Like, if I'm going to do this in a way that I feel proud of, I, I'm going to have to help myself. And yeah, I still I still didn't very well. So anyway, um, we didn't even do bath that night. I was like, I'm, I'm all done. Like, I am all done. And that's what I told my boys, like, I'm all done. Here's your pajamas. Go ahead and put on your pajamas. I was like really short in my communication with them, trying to just say the minimum and then get them in bed. And we could all just lay down and honestly wait it out for them to fall asleep. Like that's the point I was at. So I get Luke's pajamas on. He's screaming the whole time. Um, Liam is laying in his bed and saying, I'm not going to sleep. I'm not going to sleep. And I was like, fine, you, fine. You just go ahead and stay awake. We're all going to lay down and you, you can just lay there then. Fine. And I, anyway, that whole thing went on. They're just still like screaming, fighting bedtime. And the best mentality I could come up with, like just place to keep my head so that I was not absolutely lashing out and projecting all of my anger onto them was to keep telling myself, just a few more minutes. Like they will be asleep in a few minutes. This is the end of it. This is the end of the day. This is the last thing I'm going to do and they'll be asleep. My whole house is clean. Just a few more minutes. Um, And then uh, it was literally like 35 minutes later that they probably fell asleep. And I leave their room and I was just feeling like so defeated and so disappointed. And like it was all just felt so freaking hard. And I got on my Instagram and I talked about it and I was like, I don't know if I'm in like this new season of motherhood. I don't know, like this hitting, this talking back, saying no, pushing things, like all of that (laughs) just feels really freaking hard right now. And Luke doing whatever Liam does, like it was feeling so hard. So I talked about it on my Instagram 
story. I got a lot of good encouragement back to me. Um, I went to bed that evening and I, before I went to bed that evening, I also shared on Instagram, like I am going to approach tomorrow differently. Like I'm good. I, I'm to the point where I need to try something new because if this is a new season, it's going to require more of me and something different from me. And I am a firm believer, especially with mindset work, like when you're feeling challenged and when you feel like you're in hardship, it is your opportunity of learning and growth. So now that I'm feeling challenged, I'm literally being asked to grow. And I feel like that's what motherhood's always asking us to do in every new season and every new pushback and every new challenge and the hardship. It's asking us to grow. And that foundation of a mentality helped me so much because did I help myself through all of the hard moments that evening? No, I didn't. And honestly, I could have like done a way better job all day helping myself. It's just my mind just, it was in a very distracted place where I wasn't prioritizing what matters most. Um, so that, that evening I shared how, you know, I'm going to come up with something and I'm going to try something different tomorrow because there is something I can do. And I understand that my kids control themselves and it's my job to control me. And if there's anything I'm going to control about me, it's what I'm freaking thinking because what I think creates the way that I feel and the way that I feel is going to lead to my choices. So um, I went to bed that night and I woke up the next morning and I decided on two things, two things I was going to try that day. (laughs) Number one, asking my kids what they would like to do. Because when I reflected on the previous day, I noticed that I was just like saying what we're going to do and I didn't really take the time to consider what they really wanted to do in their day. And especially with Liam being almost five, it just, he knows what he really wants to do. Whereas with Luke being three and Drew being 10 months, it's easier to say like, hey, we're going to bake pretzels now or we're going to do X, we're going to do Y, let's get in the car, we're going to go do Z. And Liam... I think just wants more of that independence and where he feels like he's contributing to the plan. And honestly, like who doesn't want that? So as I was reflecting on the night, that was one thing that I decided to focus on was asking my kids, what do you really want to do today? And the second thing that I decided was asking them instead of like, you know, they're outside playing with friends. And instead of me just like pulling them in, calling them in, it's time to come inside. It's time to come eat. It's time to do this. It's time to do this. I wanted to approach it differently because I think that's a trigger for my kids is when it's like just disrupted and they're just expected to stop doing the thing that they're really enjoying doing and come listen to me, which just sounds a little bit bizarre when you really reflect on it. So I decided the second thing I was going to work on was asking my kids, how much more time do you need? So those are the two things that I decided to work on the next day, which was Saturday. Number one being, um, what would you like to do today? And number two being, how much more time do you need? So that night like the really hard night right like coming out of that this is the thing with mindset work and I really want to emphasize this before I tell you about what happened on Saturday what good is it to have all this negative self-talk and to beat yourself up and to put yourself down and go to this place of shame saying how you're such a terrible mom when you're already going through something hard you're like putting more weight onto yourself you're adding more burden onto yourself Instead of just realizing, look, I'm at my capacity. I'm doing the best I can. I'm going to try something new because I want to do better. And it's okay for us to want to do better. Like striving, progression, growth, that is like what we're here to do. That's what life is. So 
with this mindset work, I basically want you to be able to recognize that yes, you go through hardship and there's just no good reason to leave yourself in it and abandon yourself and become your own worst critic and your own biggest bully when you're going through something so hard. There's just no good reason to do it. You're not going to hate yourself, shame yourself and speak negatively to yourself into a version of you that you love and that you're proud of and you're doing better. Like that's just not going to happen. It's not going to work. So if this is something you're really struggling with, with negative self-talk, shaming yourself, projecting anger onto others instead of being able to really work through it and understand the root. And if you feel like you're not doing a very good job at reflecting um, and you end up just like sitting in poor patterns and behaviors that you're not proud of, consider coming into mind body alignment. My sweet friend, (laughs) like it is 12 weeks of coaching with me. And in that 12 weeks, we go to the roots of why you're feeling and thinking the way that you're thinking. Because with mindset work, it's your experiences come in and then you make predictions. So without healing those experiences, you're going to keep making the same predictions, which means the same thoughts, the same feelings, the same actions. And you deserve so much more from more more than that in your life. And inside of Mind Body Alignment, I'll coach you through your identity, your mindset, healing your shame, giving you more skills and tools so you can use self-forgiveness. You can really um, fine-tune your expectations so that they're actually serving you. Boundaries, journaling. I mean, all of the skills and tools that have helped me get to where I am in my life, I include in Mind Body Alignment, like overcoming the victim mentality and stepping into the empowered mind. So Mind Body Alignment enrollment opens June 5th. June 5th. It's my last session of 2023. I hope to see you there. It is truly the best investment you can make in yourself right now. If those are the things that you're struggling with, we will overcome your negative self-talk and that alone will change your life. It will change the way that you engage with your kids, the way you hold yourself, the way you handle hardship, the way you genuinely allow yourself to express emotions without projecting them onto other people. Like, we can do this. We can do this. And you can tell even for me, like even when I have hard times, hard moments, I'm not proud of my behavior. I don't leave myself there. I'm not just going to stay there. Like, no. And I want that for you too. So June 5th, mark your calendar. You're going to want, you're going to want to be in mind, body alignment. This is definitely going to be our most, um, gosh, our most special, special round of mind, body alignment. I have lots of surprises lined up and I'm just so excited for it. So anyway, come into mind, body alignment. Going back into the story that morning, asking the boys, what do you really want to do? And then really challenging myself instead of telling them what to do, asking them how much more time they need to do the thing that they're doing. So uh, my boys took a bath that morning because they did not take a bath the night before and they're in the bath and, you know, I ask them, what do you really want to be able to do today? And both of their answers were riding bikes. Like, I really want to be outside riding bikes. I was like, okay, deal. And I asked them, you know, there's a surprise that I want to do with you guys today. And we would need to go to the store to get a couple things for our surprise. Do you guys want to do that with me? And they're like, yeah, yeah, of course. So anyway, we ended up doing all this and they're still in the bath and we agree like, hey, we're going to be going to the store this morning. I included them in that into that communication. And I guess like Saturday, a huge change was also basically just over communicating to my kids like telling them what I'm thinking, allowing room for what they're thinking and really working together on that. So anyway, they had been in the bath for a while (laughs) and I was like, okay guys, Um, I was ready for them to get out of the bath. And this was like my first opportunity of the day to ask them how much more time they needed. So I intentionally did that. It was very proactive, very planned of me to ask them that. And I go back into the bathroom and I ask them, how much more time do you guys need in the bath? And Liam was like, 100 minutes. 
And I was like, okay, deal. I'll be back in a hundred minutes and then we'll get out of the bath. Now, I did not go set a timer for a hundred minutes. Absolutely not. (laughs) I just listened and I took in the information. I said, okay, you've got it, bud. Deal. I came back seven minutes later, (laughs) seven minutes later, which honestly feels like a long time for kids. And I said, okay, it's been a hundred minutes. Time to get out. Let's go. And Liam popped right up. He's like, okay. And then Luke popped right up. Okay. And it was just so freaking refreshing. Like I got up and I was like, you guys, it worked. Like you will not even believe this. It freaking worked. I asked him how much they need. I told him the whole story. And it just felt so fun to like take you guys along on that as I was learning and practicing new things too. Um, and that's what I love about mindset work. It's just, there's so much room to practice something new, to try something different. And it's because you have this mentality that believes that there's always something you can do. And when you're doing one thing that's not working, then you can shift to something else that would work better. And that's so beautiful to have that mentality as a mother, as a partner, as a sister, a daughter, an entrepreneur, an employee, like any area of your life, it's so powerful to have that mentality. And that's something that you can have too. We can condition that into you a thousand percent. So anyway, that was like our first big win of the day where I was like, oh yeah, extra pep in my step sounded so good. Um, The kids got them all dressed ready. We got into the car. We went to Walmart. We got things to make slime that day. We've never made slime before. And that was like my intentional thing to do with them that day was to make slime. Um, We got the car wash together, which we love the car wash. We went to um, a plant nursery, got a few new plants to surprise my husband with while he was gone. And then we came back home and I put Drew down for a nap. And while Drew was down for a nap, I said, okay, like, let's make our slime. This is going to be so fun. They're like, yeah. So, you know, I'm pouring out the big bins and putting tons of glue and the activator stuff. And like all of my attention is on them. And uh, we had like just the best day. We ended up having neighbors come over and we had enough for like them to make slime too. So at one point there's seven kids in my kitchen. There's slime being made. Um, and then I decided at the same time to make pretzels because I just feel like that's such a fun, delicious snack for a ton of kids. So I was like, okay, we'll make pretzels. So I started making the pretzel dough and it was just like my dream day as mom. Like it was, it was so amazing. And I have the same kids. Like Liam and Luke are the same. Drew's the same. My husband's still gone. Like it's me with them. And the day went so much better and we had the same people the same circumstances just a brand new mentality a brand new mentality new intentions a new game plan and that changed everything because I was able to remember who I really am as their mother who I really am as a wife as a homemaker and you know as a mother in the neighborhood like I was able to keep that at like the center of my heart and focus on what is in my control and keeping my kids involved in that communication and remembering like we're a team it's not me against you it really is like all of us in this together and what you want matters and what I want matters and what you're doing matters and what I'm doing matters and we can we can work together and that that shift in mentality helped me so much that day we truly had like my dream day as a mom like all of the slime and it was so fun and I just kept up with the kitchen like that's typically my goal each day is just keep the kitchen clean (laughs) so they make slime I clean up that mess we make pretzels I clean up that mess and at that point like everything just feels really good and then we spent the rest of the day outside in the garden riding bikes Liam still played with friends all day 
Um, anyway, we had a really, really awesome day. And I continued asking the questions, you know, how much more time do you need? And um, what would you like to be able to do? And like, that was like my intention, right? So at the end of the day, we had this awesome day and I put Drew down for bed. Like everything went so smooth. It was so good. Like Luke got into his crib. He likes to climb into his crib by himself. He got right into his crib. Like I'm saying like, hey guys, it's um, it's time for bed. How much more time do you need to play with the trains? And at that point, I think they said five more minutes. And I was like, okay, sounds good. I'll go like put the toys away in your room, get your cup of water. Um, and then you guys can, you know, we'll all come into your room together. And that evening, there was also a point before that, that I was sitting on the living room floor with Drew and Liam comes up to me with two bags of slime. He's like, mom, will you play slime with me? And I was like, yeah. So I take the slime and we both just play slime together for 10 minutes. And just like in that 10 minutes, realizing like how important it is and how much it means to Liam that I'm just like sitting down doing the thing that he wants to do. I am really good at including my kids into the thing that I want to do. <laughs> like, hey, do you guys want to come work out with me? Do you guys want to make pretzels with me? Do you guys want to work in the garden with me? Like, I'm really good at bringing my kids into what I want to do. Um, and I have a lot of room for improvement to do the thing that they want to do. Like, they want me to be on the bike riding with them. They want me to play pretend. They want me to do Nerf guns. They want me to play slime. They want me to play sand. They want me to jump on the trampoline with them, right? Like, I have so much room to improve there and noticing that like that little instance with Liam, the ways I was able to connect with Luke that day, doing the slime, like noticing that all day. Um, it's finally time for bed. My kids are just cooperating and we're really working as a team. Drew's asleep and I'm laying there with them and I'm just feeling like so overly grateful and we have their Yodo playing, which is like a storybook player. I freaking love that thing. <laughs> um, we have the Yodo going. Luke's laying in his crib. He's like, I love you, mom. I'm like, I love you too, buddy. I hope you sleep good. He's like, okay, good night. And Liam's like, I love you, mom. I'm like, I love you too, buddy. And he's like, mom, can you not believe that we didn't hit each other today? And I was like, what? I was like, who? You, you didn't hit me? And he's like, because Liam had hit me the night before. So that's what I thought he was talking about. He's like, no, me and Luke, we didn't hit each other today. And I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, Liam and Luke literally pumble each other at least once a day where it's like this huge lash out fight where gosh they'll kick each other in the face so Liam will flat out punch Luke right in the cheek like it is so intense that I've been working really hard to figure out like what is the source of this what is the root of this how do we best like have close time together and more positive interaction together so you guys can see like you really enjoy playing with one another how do we do this and after he said that I was like man bud like that's amazing. That's amazing. I'm so proud of both of you. And I'm so happy for you. Like, that's so fun that you guys can play that way. He's like, yeah. And anyway, he like shortly went to sleep after that. And I'm just laying there thinking about what he just said. Like, can you not believe that? And that's how Liam talks to me. Can you not believe that Luke and I, like, we didn't fight today. We didn't hit each other. And one, it really stood out to me that Liam noticed that and I didn't. And that was like a big part of his day, like worth mentioning to me as an almost five-year-old as we're laying down to go to sleep at night. And I'm laying there thinking about it and I'm reflecting on the day and I'm just asking myself like, what was different today? Like what, what was different that it also really affected 
their relationship and the way they were playing together and seeing each other and communicating with one another. And I'm laying there thinking about it and I realize I do not think that it was me asking, what do you want to do today and how much more time do you need? I don't think it was that. I really, really don't. Um, I, I realized in my, in my percep, my perspective and my relationship with my kids and what I know about my kids is that it wasn't that I really think that they had a much better day together and their relationship was so much easier for them to navigate with one another because I was doing so much of what they wanted to do that day. Like it was me spending time with them doing what they wanted to do instead of them being invited into doing what I want to do which maybe for them, sometimes that feels like a competition of who gets more time with mom. My, all of my boys are very much mama's boys. Plus we have a 10 month old, like that's really difficult on my older two because, you know, I hold Drew a lot throughout the day. Drew cries and I pick him up and he's right next to me all day. And Liam still wants to sit on my lap to eat. Like Luke wants me to carry him. (laughs) Like my kids are very, very much right there next to me. And, um, all that considered, I, I just started to feel like this overwhelming feeling of guilt. I just felt so guilty laying there and making the connection of like, it's me. It's me. Not only do I set the tone of my home, I also really influence the tone of their relationship with one another. And I've said that for a long time, like with you guys on Instagram, um, in the emails, in the podcast, like I truly wholeheartedly believe that mothers set the tone of the home. I really believe that. And I've seen it play out in my own life too. And I think I just, in setting those intentions, I realized like my tone was completely different. And so, like something was just such a powerful change for them that they didn't find the need to hit each other even when the other person <laughs> wasn't doing what they wanted them to do. Like they were just so much more kind and compassionate with one another. And I I really believe that that was because of me. I know I don't control their relationship and they are, they're responsible for the relationship that they have with one another. I totally get that and they will be for a lifetime. I just believe that I influence that relationship so strongly by who I'm choosing to be as their mother and what I'm choosing to do as their mother and say to them as their mother. And just noticing that in that day, I really felt so guilty by the end of it. And again, like I got on Instagram, that's why I'm recording this episode because so many people messaged me on Instagram about it. And I got on Instagram like, oh wow, like I have some major room for improvement in the way I'm spending time with my kids, what I'm prioritizing doing with them, um, the way I'm communicating with them in terms of like, asking them and like what do you really want to do and how much more time do you need you know being being very involved and proactive that way and it the guilt was coming from knowing that this power this ability has been within me all along and I'm thinking about all the times my kids have punched each other in the face and beat each other to the ground and screaming at one another and saying really un- unkind things to each other. And I do not believe that I control all of that. I do not believe I control that. I believe that I strongly influence it. And if I could have been doing this all along, 
I just wonder how much of that could have been saved and avoided and how much faster they could have been learning to really enjoy one another's company instead of fighting for my attention is what I think comes down to is fighting for my attention. So um, that's where my feeling of guilt was coming from. Like I can be this mother and I'm going to be her a whole lot more often as much as I as much as I can. And it doesn't take a whole lot. And honestly, it was like my dream day as a mother. So why am I not creating it more often? And letting those be questions that I sit with and maybe questions that you want to sit with too. And in that, I just like I was feeling so guilty and I cried and I jumped on my trampoline just trying to like regulate myself, move through the feelings, still feel them and not leave myself there because I don't deserve to be left there. I'm a great mom. I'm doing the best I can. I'm learning a little bit more every day and so are you. Like That's just who we are as mothers, right? And we're committed to this growth and we are devoted to this journey of learning hard lessons and being so grateful for the lesson itself. Because some lessons are really freaking hard to learn like that one. And then we're so grateful to have it because we can do better moving forward. And motherhood, it like breaks you and strengthens you all at once. <laughs> it's, it's so much. It's so much. It's so much breaking and so much strengthening all at once. And I just, I really want to be the mother that my kids get teary-eyed talking about for the rest of their life. Like I, that's, that's the mother that I want to be. And I want my boys to have a wonderful relationship because we had a wonderful relationship. And I want to influence that in every, every possible way that I can, because, you know, their relationship's going to last a whole lot longer than I'm around. And I, that's what I want. And like, it takes so much conscious effort and so much conscious work. And this mindset work that we're doing is so much bigger than us. So when you're feeling guilty as a mother, being able to bring yourself back to understanding that you're doing the best you can, you're an exceptional mother, you're willing to learn these hard lessons, you're willing to feel the break and the strength all at once. And it's going to feel really intense. Like that is mindset work. What you think about the way you're feeling is mindset work. What you think about what you're doing and what you're not doing is mindset work. And that's powerful. Like thoughts come first. Thoughts come first. So yes, I'm sitting there feeling guilty because I haven't focused on this sooner. And I'm able to recognize that like every every place I've put my time, be it in my work, recording podcast episodes, in my exercise, in my journaling, every place I've put my time has been intentional. Even if I sit down to watch a movie, right? Sit down to watch a movie or have a girl's night or whatever. Like, that's intentional too because I I want my cup to feel full and overflowing into my kids and sometimes a movie fills my cup and a girl's night fills my cup um, and that day like my dream day as a mom I realized that making slime with my kids also fills my cup and doing the thing that they want to do with me also fills my cup and that is so good and hard <laughs> all at once so with this of you really setting the tone and realizing that you might feel a little bit guilty at first and I know that feeling very well and I'm telling you right now that you can help yourself through it you can learn the lesson and be that encouraging teacher to yourself right the teacher that teaches you the lesson without shaming you helps you see what you need to see without without criticizing you and judging you like you can be that for yourself 
So when you have these powerful realizations as a mother, just like I am, you're able to notice like, this is an important lesson for me to learn. And it feels really tough to learn it. And I'm just so grateful to have it now so that I can do better moving forward. That's mindset work. (laughs) So let us realize that we really do set the tone. Let us fully embrace our power as a mother and learn the hard lesson that it's been within us all along. We've always had this ability. And now it's an intention. It's a focus. And we're devoted to doing it more often. And we're okay with not being perfect. We're okay with it being messy. We're okay with learning as we go and encouraging ourselves along the way so that if we ever do feel guilty because part of us thinks like, man, not only am I setting the tone of my home, that also influences the relationship that my kids have with one another. That's what I'm personally realizing right now. Maybe not everyone agrees with it. Um, I just feel that it's very true in my home. That felt really hard. That felt really hard for me to for me to come to terms with. And now that I have learned the hard lesson, I'm so grateful that I have it. So set the tone. Own that. Own that you set the tone of your home. Own that there's always something that you can do. Own that you can be the mother that you want to be. And if anything, you are the only person stopping you. Because if you choose to continue thinking the same thing about your kids, you will continue feeling the same way. And if you choose to think something radically different, you will transform in remarkable ways. And truly, you are one thought, one new thought away from new feelings, from new choices. And doesn't that sound really exciting? One new thought. Have you ever seen some of the affirmations that I share on Instagram? You're like, wow, that's exactly what I needed to hear. And it's one new thought that created new feelings and now sets you on the road for new actions, new choices. And I just, I love that so much. So believe me when I tell you I'm right on this journey with you and I'm so passionate about it, not because I'm perfect at it. It's I'm passionate about it because I believe that we can do it. And in every new season we find ourselves in motherhood, there's going to be more ways that we can help ourselves than not. And I just want us more focused on the ways that we can help ourselves through the hard stuff and being able to, yes, communicate when it's freaking hard without leaving ourselves right in the middle of it. We deserve to take our own hand and walk in the direction that we want to go in. And I hope that I get to be on that journey with you, walking alongside you, and we can be our own best friends and enjoy each other's company on this journey. So I love you dearly. I hope this this episode helped you, be it with mom guilt, the tone that you're setting in your family, a couple new questions that you can set as an intention to ask your kids, and really anything else that you learn from this. I'm just so grateful that you're here. And I hope to see you inside of the Mind Body Alignment June group. Enrollment opens June 5th. And I promise you that it will transform your mind, your heart, your energy, and release so much of those burdens that you've been carrying for far too long. So let's let's adopt a new way of going through the self-discovery and healing work so that you can become who you want to be. And Mind Body Alignment is here to do that with me. Thank you for joining me on this week's episode. If you enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to subscribe and share it. I love spreading the message of how positivity can come in so beautifully to help you through your journey of self-discovery and healing. I'm cheering for you. I believe in you. And I'll talk to you really soon.